Hello and welcome to the Perfect Strangers Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Furby Montano, otherwise known as Chubby Elvis. And hey, thanks for stopping by and joining me today. No sponsor for this episode. However, I do want to send a shout out to one of my favorite clothing brands, Cristo Cat. Now, if you're a Chicano man like me who grew up in the 90s or the 80s, there's a lot of nostalgia that's not talked about outside of our community. Cristo Cat to the rescue! All the Chicano nostalgia you could possibly dream of inside of merchandise, shirts, hats, sweatshirts, what have you, they've got it. I found this brand a couple of years ago. They're fantastic. That's all I can say. They make good, high-quality clothing that you want to wear all the time, and they have the coolest designs on them. My personal favorite, I have a nice Blood In, Blood Out t-shirt that says, Life's a risk, carnal. I also have a couple of Selena shirts, and of course, a Morrissey shirt. So, if you do nothing else, hop over to their website, Christocat.com. That is C-R-I-S-T-O-C-A-T dot com. Again, Christocat Clothing. Okay, so today on the show, I have Sophia Harms. Now, Sophia is someone that I found through a couple of different friends on social media. We follow some mutual people, and she seems super interesting. So, followed her Instagram, and lo and behold, she is super interesting. Now, she is a big advocate for sobriety. She lives a very sober lifestyle, and she kind of goes into that a little bit in the podcast in this episode. She's also had a ton of experiences that I wouldn't have known had I not talked to her. She's super cool, super interesting. I really enjoyed talking with her, and I hope I can get her on again. So, as always, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm just going to let you all enjoy Sophia Harms, and thank you for listening. All right, Sophia, hi, how are you? Thanks for being on. I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm not even sure if you know my real name. My real name is Furby. I'm not sure if you knew that. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was your real name. I knew I, knew I seen Furby. I just was, was, didn't know if it was like a nickname or whatnot. No, no, real name is Furby. I've had a few people on who think it's Elvis because, you know, chubby Elvis. But yeah, no, I, I, I always make sure to say that just in case. So <laughs> nice to... Uh, yeah. Nice to to meet you through, uh, you know, Zoom call, if you will. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Yeah, thanks. Um, so you and I really haven't had a whole lot of interaction, um, like maybe just liking each other's videos. That's about it. Um, do you want to tell people kind of who you are a little bit, um, just so they and I could get to know you? Yeah, so um, my name is Sophia Harms. Um, uh, I kind of want to spread hope and strength uh, from the recovery community. I know I struggled with addiction, you know, my whole adult life. So I was making content to give hope to people who are still struggling um, in addiction. So that's what my content is based on. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's that's great. And I've, I've noticed it before, too, like uh, when I saw your kind of uh recovery tiktok if you will um it's like super inspiring stuff i really dig it you're very open about it which i think is is kind of different than what i've seen before so yeah well I oh no 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 you still there yeah i think okay. it got a little okay cool i think it's my internet let me Okay, I think I'm good now. I apologize. So please continue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, that was basically, yeah, just spreading hope. Um, I just started off with videos kind of spreading my vulnerability because I, I uh, felt that this helped me being open with my addiction. Um, obviously, when you're in addiction, you hide everything, you know. So I thought to do the exact opposite. Uh, which is like be very vocal, very open about what I'm going through and my struggles um, to give hope to those, you know, so struggling and yeah, that's what I, that's what I create. So. No, that that's, that's awesome. And I, like I said, I love that you're so open about it and just like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm struggling today. I'm having a hard time today or what have you. It's, it's very refreshing where most of the stuff I see on, on recovery is like, 
like everything's super positive and we're good then you're not always like that which is like so refreshing to watch so I, I i definitely dig it yeah i appreciate it yeah mm-hmm. yeah of course so before we start i saw a video you had about gen z slang and i wanted <laughs> to do something with you i have yeah. 12 gen z slang here and i want to see if you know what they are just because you <laughs> <laughs> that's <sounds> fun <laughs> let me let me pull it up here hold on okay okay so all right, here it is. <clears throat> so the first one we're going to go with is cap. What does cap mean? Yeah, I know this is like no cap, like no lie. Like yes. No yeah, I know that one. <laughs> awesome. All right, one for one. All right, the next one I have is bussin. Bussin. Okay, so this is the one I had to look up. I think it's like, it's really good. It's bussin. It's like the food, like slams or, exactly. yeah. Okay. I knew that one. So a lot of a lot of these I had to find out on my own too. So I, I was right yeah. there with you. <laughs> All right. The next one I have is Bop. Bop. So the only thing I can think of is because I would go to this school and they were called boppers. And I would think it would be like a female who's very fluid with guys. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. No. <laughs> a bop is a uh, good or great song. Oh, yeah, I don't know that. Like, yeah, that's a bop, man. <laughs> okay. okay. That's cool. How about sus? Uh, like suspicious, sus. Yeah. Sus- suspicious or suspect. Yep. <clears throat> um, Slap, like that slaps. Okay, yeah, I know that one. That one's like, it's really good. It slaps. I guess like bussing and slap could kind of be the same thing. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't speak Gen Z very well, so... <laughs> I'm like, I'm hard millennial. I was born in 88. So yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, go off. Go off. Like, like get mad. Like, don't make me go off. Uh, kind of. It's more like keep doing what you're doing. Like go off. Do you? Kind of like that. Thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, facts. Like truth. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that was the exact definition. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mood. Like your vibes of the day, or your I don't I don't like mood. mood uh, like mood would be like being in agreement with with someone's vibes. Like, uh, like if someone's like, man, I'm tired. You go, oh, that's mood. Or some like uh, that's how they say it. I don't think I've ever heard someone say that. I I've seen it on TikTok, and I kind of assumed that's what it meant, but you know, yeah. 16-year-olds are way cooler than my 33-year-old ass, so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have, I, have, I have four more for you. Uh, okay. Fit. Fit. I mean, the only one I can think of is, like, fit, like, uh, actively in shape. Uh, fit, I don't... So, so fit. fit would be, like, a good outfit. Oh, okay, that makes like sense. A, like, I like your fit. Uh, um. Okay. Gucci. Gucci, like that's Gucci, like that's that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. All right, two more. Um, elite. Elite. Yep. Uh, like top notch. Yeah, best version of something or best version okay. of yourself. Yeah. Okay. And the last one is Stan. Stan. Yeah. Think yeah, Eminem. Think Eminem on this one. Stan. Yeah, you lost me on this one. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Stan's like an obsessive fan, like that Eminem song Stan back in the day. Obsessive fan. Okay. Yeah, Never. Like, yeah, have you ever heard that song before, Stan? No. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's it's a, it's a song about like a a guy who keeps writing him like fan letters. But each um, time he gets like more and more aggressive because Eminem's not writing him back. So, oh, wow. So like it starts off with like, I'm a huge fan and like whatever. And then at the end, it's like, okay, fine. You don't want to react. I'm going to kill my girlfriend. And like, like this, it evolves to that. Then at the end, Eminem actually writes back to him and then's like, wait, I think that was you that I saw on the news the other day that like killed his girlfriend. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> being, being a stan, if you will. Okay. Now I know. Thanks for... Thanks for that. (laughs) 
yeah, you know, I knew that that our early 2000s hip hop knowledge was going to come in handy at some point. So, you know. <laughs> there, it's coming to use now. <laughs> I'll take my W there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you uh, you live in Austin, correct? Mm-hmm. Cool. How long? Yeah, how long? I live. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How long? Yeah, oh, how long I've been like, actually born and raised here, which is, uh, I guess, pretty rare for people in Austin. Dude, Austin. <laughs> they either leave. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, there's South by is going on. Have you heard of South by Southwest? Yeah, I, I lived in Austin for eight years. So uh, I moved. Oh. I moved in July of 2020, but uh, I lived there from 2012 to 2020. So. Oh, yeah, you're very familiar then. Very, yeah. very much so. Yeah, I saw saw the shift from uh, old Austin to new Austin. <laughs> yeah, South by is going on right now, so that's been a a lot of traffic lately. And for the spring break week, um, that's been a an, a thing. But yeah, I I know South by hasn't gone on in two years, so at least the city is able to throw it again after the pandemic and stuff. So yeah. I remember how wild that was in 2020 when they like canceled South by, I was like, Oh shit, this COVID thing is like real. Yeah. It was, it was and that was like, right. Started getting like super serious, like February. Oh, I lost you. March. Uh, and then yeah, they canceled. Yeah. That was a big one. I was like, Oh my God, everyone's freaking out thinking they're going to die of COVID. A hundred percent. I went home the day that they, uh, they announced they were canceling South by I was working uh, downtown at the time and I literally left work that day. I was like, Nope, Nope. I'm going to catch it and I'm going to die. And I don't want to do this. And then they emailed us that night. Like, Hey, we're just going to take two weeks off. You know, we're going to work from home for two weeks. We'll see you guys, you know, in a couple of weeks. And then we never went back in ever. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, Definitely. Fun. <laughs> I know fun times, right? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what, what do you, uh, what do you do around town? What's, what's your. Yeah. So right now, um, you know, I like to, for fun, I usually it's cliche, but like uh, staying active is really big in my life. I love hiking. Obviously here in Austin, we have so many green belts we can go to. Um, So I'm pretty active into going to Zilker, hiking green belts, um, ever since I got clean, my new addiction has been ice cream. So I love going, nice. getting ice cream all over town, <laughs> um, but yeah, just staying fit, anything outdoors. I'm, I'm a very much of an outdoors person. Um, I love to just walk around, go to parks and swimming is a really big, I love swimming, but with it being winter, I, I haven't swam since the, the season for it. So, sure. um, yeah, I was at Barton Springs swimming or at the lake. Mm-hmm. Barton Springs is great. <clears throat> the first first time I ever jumped in, though, I did not realize how cold it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And like it, like it hits you like <gasps> like you lose your breath, and it was it was nuts. I literally, yeah, I lose my breath every time, and it's cool because like when I was younger, like the park has changed a lot um, in the sense of like the crowdedness and stuff, but. Uh, it was really cool because I was with all my like, you know, uh, hippie friends and we actually like can see um, you, if you go down by where the diving board is, you can see the spring water actually coming out of this hole. And I remember we like tried to fill up our water canteen with the water because you can drink spring water. I mean, yeah. Uh, but I remember this was a long time ago and we thought we spilled up our water canteen and then we all were drinking it. Like luckily no one got sick, but uh <laughs> I think I would do that now but um it was just neat to see um it just like where the water is actually coming out of and I'm sure there's probably a few spots it's coming from but um right by the diving board there's like a spring where it comes out and it's cold really cold so That's yeah pretty cool I had, I had mm-hmm. no idea yeah so what what was it like growing up in Austin because I don't know a whole lot of people who are from there yeah um I mean it was really really cool it used to obviously be a lot less crowded, a lot less condos. Um, it was like really authentic. We had like, before the like Bob Marley Fest was like a huge festival where everyone from out of town comes from. Like, it was just like small little reggae festival. And my mom would always take us to all these parks and farmer's markets. And it's really like down to earth people, 
wholesome. Um, you know, it, it was just a lot more quaint. Uh, I feel like now it's kind of, in a sense, it's kind of losing its culture identity or like it's kind of losing its like what it was because it's just like all these other people are just coming in from all over. So we're creating a new dynamic to the city, which is fine, but um, it definitely had a new, had a different um, vibe back then. Uh, and I like both. I mean, obviously wins and loses with both of them, but um, seeing it grow has been insane, especially I was on Congress last night and all of Congress is just completely different. And it's just, it's going to continue to change uh, just with so many condos, so many new restaurants, so many new shopping uh, centers. So it's, it's, it's crazy to see it continuing to grow um, even in that sense. So. No, mm-hmm. I definitely know what you mean. Like I moved there in 2012 and just from 2012 to 2020, like it, just in that short of time. And I got there when it was already kind of starting too. So like around 2015, I saw it like, okay, we have big buildings now. And like, the food truck scene is gone. And like, this is weird. This like everything I moved here for is kind of leaving. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, kind of sad. But yeah, there's, there's definitely parts that haven't lost its character, but it's definitely just with the condos and the traffic, it's getting a little ridiculous, but what can you do? <laughs> Got to adjust. <laughs> like, is your, is your family and stuff still in Austin? So most of my family is, um, my mom actually just lives in Buda. So like she lives in the country, like just right outside Austin. My dad, he doesn't live in this country, but, um, when he did, when he did, he lived in like in the West side of Austin. So he lived in Austin and, um, yeah. So most of my direct family lives in Austin area. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's nice. It's close to them. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I see you uh you go to Mexico quite a bit I noticed yeah <laughs> what, what is it about what is it about Mexico that uh entices you um well actually my mom is Mexican so I have lots of family I can go visit uh, Mexico City was I went to Mexico City what in 2018 that was the first time I was in Mexico City but usually I go to the beaches the beaches are just incredible and since I live in Texas it's easy cheap flight down there. Um, and you can get amazing beach views and really affordable. Um, and I, I don't, every time you go to Mexico, everyone's super, uh, hospitable. They're very kind. Um, I just have a lovely time every time I go. Uh, I, I, the food is amazing. You can't really, you go for the food and stay for the people. It's, it's just, it's just really nice to go. A hundred percent. I love how like blunt everyone is in Mexico too. Like I know uh, me and my fiance went to Mexico probably about five years ago now. And uh, <laughs> I went into um, an OXO, you know, like their uh, convenience store. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy as I walked in goes, hola gordo, que paso? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, just, yeah. I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, okay, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> It is funny. Yeah, they are. I remember even like my family back then would call me flaca, which is like skinny. Oh yeah. But I don't know. Like super offense to it because like I don't know. We're, we're kids. We don't. They're like you're gonna blow away with it. They call me flaca, and I get so mad. I'm like I'm not. But it's just like <laughs> they are very blunt though. <laughs> oh yeah, my I, I got called flaca when I was a kid. I I didn't get like chubby until I was about like sixth grade. I I was like super skinny before then. So. Flacco mm-hmm. is what I got a lot. I got called Flacco all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Do you speak Spanish? So I don't speak Spanish. I, I can understand a lot. And I, I really, it's one thing that I kind of, I regret as a kid because my mom and dad would speak to us in Spanish, but I, I would get like made fun of as like a kid and I would be like, don't talk to me in Spanish. And and I regret it to this day because even when I go visit my family, my dad's from Spain and my mom's from Mexico. And when I go visit them, I, I have to play charades at like a lot and like guessing the words and like, I can't understand all, like everything. Like I understand quite a bit, but it's one thing that I'm like, if, I, if only I knew Spanish fluently, but uh, you know, now that I'm like older, I'm like hoping eventually one day I can like start practicing more and 
learning it because it's it's a skill I think being in Texas it's it's really good to have obviously being dual uh dual ling- uh bilingual I mean so yeah I, I was I was the same way growing up like I I don't speak it well like I could probably get around um, mm-hmm. but I understand it fine <clears throat> and uh I don't know I don't know how old you are. I'm 33. I imagine we're around the same age. Yeah. I'm, I'm about, tw- I'm turning 29 next month. So I'm about to okay. be a- so, so roughly the same age, same generation ish. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was with our generation. And like, we just didn't learn Spanish. Like, yeah. And, and I thought that was something that was unique. I'm from New Mexico originally. And mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that was like something unique just to my region, but it seemed like anyone who had like Spanish speaking parents or grandparents of our generation does not know how to speak Spanish. It's it's odd. Yeah. I feel like everything cool nowadays was like made fun of when uh when, when we were younger. So I'm like, oh great. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Cool. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. I I had no idea you were uh of Mexican descent. That's that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah. So, what else? What else can you tell me about you? I don't. I don't know a whole lot about you. So, forgive me for not uh, yeah. not having a whole lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Um. So, I don't know. I guess yeah. Born and raised here in Austin. I uh, like I said. I I struggled with addiction. I I I actually work for a company, and it's called uh, Clean Cause, and we're like a we're yerba mate company. Um. And it's really cool because you know, we're an energy drink, but it's like organic drink and 50% of our profits go to addiction recovery. So it's cool that I can kind of like base my, like recovery is in like all aspects of my life, essentially. Um, my work, even when I'm not at work, I'm at meetings. I, I have like a sponsor and sponsees. So it's really cool that I can incorporate recovery in all aspects. Cause I think it's helped me in the longevity of my sobriety. Um, and just knowing that our owner, Wes, uh, he actually is just, he was an addict himself. And to create a company that gives back in such a large way, um, it's definitely not the solution, but it's its helped out so many people. And uh, it's cool because we actually just got Macklemore um, on our team and he's the creative director now for our company. And so that's spread a lot of awareness about what we do, about our brand. Um, and just with the epidemic of, you know, the opiate, opiate epidemic and the drug, the drug problem we have with our generation and, and so many people struggling, like it it goes like kind of ignored. It doesn't get looked at as much. And I think this is bringing light to a lot of things that were kept in the dark. And I think we can expose, uh, the truth of what, what drug addiction really does being people in recovery have struggled the same like the owner who created the company and myself and so it's really cool to be a part of a team that can give back um and has purpose not only to sell a great drink but like to give back to our community um so it's really neat that I get to be a part of that and the and the growth of it because we we started here in Austin and so we've only been a company since 2014 so since 2014 to what 2022 and to have already signed with like, you know, Macklemore, uh, that's a really big progress for the company. And so I'm really proud mm-hmm. to be a part of that um, and to just watch it grow and continue to grow with the company as well. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, I forgot to tell you congratulations to your face on a year. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm clapping for you here. That's that's awesome. Like I have several people in my family who have struggled with addiction and very few have, uh, you know, been sober and been able to maintain it so I know not personally but I know from seeing people in my family how, how hard that is so kudos to you that's awesome congratulations well, mm-hmm. uh but no yeah I've, I've actually heard of the company before um I've had them before I think it was like a raspberry or one that was like a purple burgundy color it was delicious yeah. I loved it uh the purple one's a blackberry we that's also cool. do have a raspberry one uh honestly this one is this one's my favorite it's it's a sugar-free the white cans are sugar-free but this one's orange ginger, but, um, yeah, I honestly, like I, I drink them every day. And so I always have them, but, uh, 
I've been digging the zero sugar lately, um, but I switch. Depends if I want some sugar. I don't, even sure. even if they don't have that much sugar. It's like eight grams per serving. I think there's two servings, so 16 grams per, per 16 ounce. So, yeah. It's better than a Coke, that's for sure. Yeah, so. oh, yeah for sure. <laughs> Coke is well over, what, 30? I think, um, I think a Coca-Cola is about 55 grams. Yeah, and I think so. the worst one is ginger ale, which was like seventy-four. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's a lot of sugar. Yeah, I I, I was diagnosed with pre-diabetes last year, so uh, like I, I had to start paying attention to that stuff. And holy oh. shit, I did not realize how much sugar I was drinking. Just drinking, not even eating. Like it's yeah. insane. That is insane. I I never was aware of ginger ale being that high because that's one of my favorite sodas. <laughs> Yeah, ginger ale is one of the worst ones. So is uh, orange and grape soda. They're terrible with sugar. Oh, wow. I didn't know that about ginger ale. Huh. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, <laughs> taking a look at that. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, uh, they have a, a Zero Sugar Canada Dry that is really good. Uh, so. Yeah, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Options. It's kind of it's kind of funny how much like sugar free stuff there is now though. Like I, I never realized it or even thought to try it, but like I I pretty much eat or drink like stuff like I used to just without sugar and it's still good. <laughs> uh, I think they they do like they do good with with the sugar free stuff because I've noticed um, when I was shopping a personal assistant for uh, this older guy that I was working for. He had uh, diabetes, so I noticed when I went shopping for him, um, I would have to obviously get sugar-free stuff. But um, I was like, wow, I was uh, becoming aware of how much stuff was actually sugar-free because I never had to shop like that for myself um, because of I'm not diabetic. But, yeah, it was interesting to see all this, all the options they actually do have. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and truthfully, I'm no longer pre-diabetic, which is good. Not trying to brag or anything, but I'm not, so it's nice. But I've continued to shop that way, which is like, it totally changed my my focus and the way that I view food. Because before I'd be like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I have some Oreos or whatever. And now I'm like, do I really need that? <laughs> you know, like I could have an apple; it'd probably be just as good. Like, <laughs> yeah, just. You think about it there's so much sugar in everything all the processed foods and when I was studying to be a nutritionist um I, I was very very aware of the foods I put into my body and like what I was fueling myself with and I was it was becoming a thing of like how much sugar I consumed in one day uh it was insane and I, I had never really because we had to make like uh sheets of how much calories we ate a day just for like the nutrition side of it not not for like weight or anything But um, I was able to see like, oh, my God, like I eat a lot of sugar. And (laughs) how can I at this or at least be more aware of like what I'm putting into my body? And yeah, sugar is in everything. So, yeah. I mean, I I grew up I grew up Hispanic. Like my 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 family's from New Mexico. Like they've been there for hundreds of years, but very like Mexican in nature, you know. Um, And we just ate whatever we wanted, right? So I didn't grow up, like nutrition to me growing up was like, yeah, do potatoes and cheese with some steak. Like that's, that's what I knew as as being healthy, you know? So Mm -hmm. like trying to learn that stuff as an adult, it was such a hard thing to break. Like, oh my God, it was so hard to do. And like, it's still hard, but it's, it's like you run into habits, right? But oh my God, that, that was like the worst when I was first starting, like, I really want like, some pancakes or you know, something like that. Uh, I mean, it triggers the same like thing in our brain. I, I want to say as drugs or yeah. I mean, sugar is technically, I think it's considered a drug, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't shock. It doesn't shock me that it triggers that same part of your brain yeah. at all. Uh, I want to say sugar. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's, it's serious. Like it's a thing. People have sugar addictions, you know? Um, so yeah. I'm looking it up now. Sugar is considered a drug. So it's not it's not seen as a drug, but it does. Yeah, it's the same part of your neurochemical compound. That's that, what I thought. That is similar to opiates. So it's similar to like heroin. And wow. such, so. <laughs> uh, no wonder. Wow, no shit. That's why. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. By the way, I do curse a lot. I don't know if you notice, but if, if you're offended by it, please let me know. I'll stop. <laughs> I, uh, so no worries. <laughs> I, I always want to let people know because sometimes I'll be like, oh, fuck. And then I see the look on their face. I'm like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm from Austin. I, I'm, I curse. I have a potty mouth as well. So <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, now talking to you, I can tell you're from Austin and you don't just live there. There's there's a vibe that you guys put off. <laughs> I, I like that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's either that or people that moved to Austin like pre 2010. Like it's not always the same vibe, but you can tell when someone's been there for a while. Oh it's, yeah. It's yeah. It's, I could I could always tell when I lived there. Like oh you're from here, huh? And they're like yeah. How do you know? I don't know. You just I can tell. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> take it as a. <laughs> oh, oh trust me it's it's very much a compliment you guys are always like very like go with the flow relaxed kind of it seems like you guys are like just floating the whole time I don't know another way to to explain it like we're a lot of the people that have moved in since then are kind of like down here and like very business focused and like you know the the newer people that have moved in you guys are very like yeah man whatever like very hippie about everything very I love relaxed it. and yeah that was that was the whole thing the whole vibe that sold me on the city when I first moved there yeah but I I I guess just because I'm I'm born and raised here it's just what I'm used to so traveling got me to be like oh my god like when I went to New York I was like people are assholes (laughs) what (laughs) everyone here is like waving really chill like we go on the boat we're like waving to people on the other boat and it's just like very you know I don't know people are very nice here and then I you go to like, you know, the, uh, the West or travel, you travel anywhere and you're just like, Oh wait, they're not like this everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, very much. So not, not like that everywhere. I'm from, uh, I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico. I don't know if you've ever been there, but, um, Santa Fe is a city that's very clickish and everyone's very judgmental, even though they try to like mask it as being nice. Like it comes off so fake so often. Oh like, wow. Not not to shit on my hometown. I love everyone from there, but it's just it's it's kind of the culture that's there. Like it's just a very like passive aggressive and mean culture where people okay. are a little shut off. So going to Austin, I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is right up my alley. Yeah. Like I like talking to people. I like having a smile on my face. This is great, man. I know. <laughs> I feel uh, privileged to be here. I feel like if I ever moved, I don't know, I would Everyone's like, do you see yourself living in Austin forever? I'm like, well, not forever, but I mean, it's not in my plan to leave anytime soon, but I, I feel like I would definitely miss the the vibe here. Um, but I don't think I want to be here the rest of my life, but definitely for now, <laughs> chill, it's calling me. So <laughs> well, I, I live in Orlando now and I definitely miss that like sense of community that Austin has. Mm-hmm. Or, Orlando is, I personally wouldn't have chosen to live here my fiance her parents live here she's from florida oh okay our rent was going up by like a grand a month so we were like yeah let's get out of there and go buy a house in florida yeah so when we got here the first thing i noticed is like oh it's like pockets of different communities and like it's not a city it's so weird to me i've never been anywhere like that wow yeah that is different like the area i live in it's like very puerto rican heavy which I've never been around Puerto Rican people and they immediately can tell, Oh, you're Mexican. And it's like, like just looking at me, they can tell. And then immediately I get treated like very differently than I would in other parts of the city. And it's, it's, it's the biggest mind fuck I've ever had in my life. That's that is different. Huh? Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Orlando. I mean, wait, like a long time as a kid, is it Disneyland or Disney world? That's there. Disney world. Disney World. Okay, so I went to Disney World. Like this was probably when I was like seven or eight. So that's the only time I can think of going, and probably like super tour, uh, touristy and not exactly what you're gonna go if you went to go visit the ta- the city. But yeah, that's all I have of as far as knowledge. Just the fantasy world <laughs> of uh, being at Disney World. So. <laughs> It's, it's kind of wild because the city is like, I've never lived in a city that's so wide. Like, it's a massive city and you wouldn't expect it. Mm-hmm. But there's like pockets in it where there's like nothing. 
So think like the drive from like uh like once you get outside of like Round Rock to, to Georgetown, how it's just very bare. Yeah. There are pockets of that in the middle of the city here. It is so oh, weird. That is weird. Yeah, I like, wonder if it ever get like um, you know, the way Austin's growing uh here, if it'll ever like expand um with all that space and land. So the thing is, I don't know if they can because it it's a city that was built on swampland. Oh uh, so like uh, a lot of it is like you can't see but there's like 15 rivers behind you or 15 lakes behind you and it's like just water everywhere so i see it's just it's just weird because you're like in the middle of downtown and then you turn right and there's nothing there like it's the wildest thing i've ever seen that is odd yeah (laughs) it's it's a fun city though i'm 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 making the best of it let me put it that way i'm probably here for a while so (laughs) making the best of it (laughs) for sure you have to do that (laughs) Mm-hmm. oh man so if you could move uh like anywhere else where would you want to live um I definitely like love 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 like to be by the beach like I just find when I'm by the beach I'm just like totally present in the moment um when I got to go to Honduras in May it was the first time in Honduras we actually like uh, I don't know if you've heard of Utila Honduras but it's like this little island away from the mainland but we actually stayed on a private island. Like my friend uh, was going and it sounds so bougie. Like y'all stayed on a private island, but it was so affordable. Like it literally, it was only 170 a night. We stayed on literally else was on this island, but us, it was like one house on this island. And at night, uh, hermit crabs, it was like infested with hermit crabs. So they just come out and it's like so cool. And it was so gorgeous. And I had actually lost my phone the day I get there. Uh, I left it in a taxi on the way to the ferry. Oh no! It was crazy because I'm in like you know a third world country. I thought like okay for sure I'm not going to be getting the phone back. Like I lost it. Um, so I tried not to let it ruin my vacation. Just kind of like was like well that sucks, but you know at the end of the day it's just a material item. Like can't let it ruin the trip. And but on the on the uh, day I returned, I actually got it back, and it was it was crazy. So it got so returned. Cool. But I, I was able to, like, just being at the beach, I've always noticed that I'm just, like, very present. I love, like, when my skin is nice and, like, tan and glowing from the sun and just the water and swimming. It's just everything that I love. Um, so definitely somewhere by a beach. Um, I don't exactly know where, but, hey, Mexico. Or <laughs> I don't even – it doesn't even have to be in this country, so – uh, maybe one day we can we can make that happen. <laughs> That's pretty cool. What what about the beach makes you feel so like free and open? It's just like I don't know. Like I even listen to like the waves, like the sound of the waves at night. It's just so relaxing. Like it's just like it's kind of almost like a white noise, like the the waves crashing. And it's just like brings me to like this place almost that's just like quiet in my soul and it's just like so freeing and I just feel like with the sun and and the water I just feel like at one with earth and everything like it's just like a really cool experience and just to have these views of like the ocean it's just everything it means everything to me and it's it's just swimming sun um just it's just my thing I love uh, I love it so yeah mm-hmm. very cool what's what's your favorite beach you've been to I mean honestly that trip that I went in Honduras uh in Utila it was my favorite vacation by far the beach so I've been to Hawaii a few times I've been to Cancun I've been to Tulum and but this beach it was just insane like it was the most gorgeous beach I've ever seen and I mean, being in Hawaii, even like, of course, Hawaii beaches are, are phenomenal. But this beach, I, I swear, I've never seen anything like it. It was gorgeous. The sunset or the sunrise was the most spectacular sunrise I've ever seen. We would wake up at like 5 a.m. to like see it on the island. And it was just huge and just pink and orange and just like shining over the water because we're in the middle of the ocean. So like it was just crazy to be able to see that and then the glow it had on the water um that trip was by far one of the the most fun trips I had and I only had like um 
two months sober at this time. So it was the first like sober vacation I went on and I was a little nervous because not everyone I went with was sober. Um, it was actually quite the opposite. So, uh, but I was like, when I went, I had no desire to drink. I was like, this is everything I could have want. Like I have the ocean to swim in. I, I have a book to read on the hammock. Like I have like little hermit crabs to play with. Like it was just like <laughs> so much fun. And the food was amazing. And um, yeah, I was just very, that was by far the, the best uh, beach, probably uh, Utila, Honduras. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Do you, do you mind me asking um, what uh, caused you to want to want to get sober? You don't what have caught- to, to, oh, to yeah. want to get sober. You don't have to answer that if you don't oh. want to also. No, yeah, yeah. I'm like I said, I'm really open about my, my here. Um, honestly, like I had gotten arrested more uh, 11 times. Um, I assault, I have four assaults on my record. Um, I was a very violent drunk. And every time I drank, I blacked out no matter what I did. Like I was like, okay, I can't have liquor. Uh, so let's do just this. But then white claws, I'm still blacking out. Um, and I actually got into a lot of like dangerous situations. Um, I fell asleep one time and the cops woke me up and I was in an alley and they took me to jail. Uh, I don't know how I ended up asleep in an alley, but that's very dangerous. And I was like 22. Um, then the last time before I got sober, uh, I had, uh, I fell asleep at a dog park on rainy street. And it was just like, Someone had take me, took me into their apartment. Um, I was really scared. I didn't know where I was. And, you know, it just made me like, I was just constantly falling asleep, blacking out every, every time I drank, no matter what concoction I did, like, oh, I can't drink this. or I can't have shots after this time. And I would, I would try to like experiment with what I could do, but, and I, and I knew drinking was a problem. So uh, ultimately I came to the decision, like I'm drinking and driving, I'm going to jail. I'm doing everything I would never normally do. So I have to do, I have to take a look at it. Um, I didn't really think I was going to like remain sober. Like it kind of was just like, this is a problem and I need to take a break. Um, but then it just kind of turned into like, this is going to kill me <laughs> if I keep continuing to do this. Sure. So uh, I just kind of had to be like, look, I'm an alcoholic. This is going to kill me. And I don't want to, I don't want to go out that way. Um, I have a lot of like, alcoholics and uh, addiction runs in my family so I had to take a look at that and be like yeah and be like all right so I do have this and what can I do about it um so that's when I got into AA um met met, like a community of people and started my journey on the steps and stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. good for you though for for recognizing it and like being able to to actually do it I know that's that couldn't have been easy. So good for you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely was the hardest thing I've ever done, but well, well worth it. And I, I know I'm going to have to keep putting in the same amount of effort just as I did on day one of coming in. Just it's a continuous journey, but at least now it's like cemented in my mind um, that I am an alcoholic and I, I cannot drink <laughs> under any circumstances. So uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad to, uh, you have support and especially in, in Austin, there's a really big uh, recovery community here. So um, I got blessed with that as well. Mm-hmm. And what's it like having like a recovery community? I'm not, again, I'm not really familiar with the process and all that. So this is me just kind of picking your brain. Yeah. I mean, uh, just like with anything, it's like people who are in the AA rooms, which is like the 12 step rooms. It's like, it's just, you have a group of people who have struggled with this, who can relate you know, and struggle with the same problems or like, whether it was like addiction with drugs or alcohol, we all had the same, um, similar experiences on the internal void that we were all trying to escape. And we can just like see life now, like in such a different perspective, everything was so gloom in one way before, before I got sober and now everything's just like completely like, like I see light and everything now. And my perspective has completely changed. Um, and I can look at the positives even on my worst days and even on days where I'm like, I want to give up. Like 
I can reach out to my friends who are in the, who are in the, um, who are in recovery and my sponsor and, and I just get really good advice and I get really good support. And I've never had that. Uh, I don't really never had that. So it's been really nice to just a complete change of perspective, a complete mental clarification uh, that I've had with the rooms and with the program. So it's been really nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I can even see when you're talking about it, you like kind of light up a little bit. So it's, it's, yeah. it's obvious that, that it's doing something to help you. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. when, when you were going through the process of, of getting sober, which I don't even know if that's the right term to use, but uh, when, when you were first starting, did you, did it force you to kind of like cut some people off in your life or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, once you get sober and you like lose interest and in like, okay, well, I'm not doing drugs or like drinking anymore. So like the people who were around you for that, they instantly kind of just fall off because you don't have anything else. That was the only thing y'all had as a connection. So once that doesn't align anymore, obviously you're going to fall off in that sense. Um, with that being said, I still have friends that are like that drink um and that we used to you know get drunk together um but my I know with me mine was a severe problem like I couldn't my friends were like dude every it's like you like to drink but every time you drink it's like you like to black out and I guess they thought it was like a goal of mine like and and I would be like dude it's not like I try to black out every time I drink it just happens like I go from like zero to 100 and I don't know how to control it and there's no like in between it's just like like very steep um but now I can see I made a whole completely different new uh set of friends and 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 friends that are I think are going to be lifetime friends um and my other friends like you find out who your friends are real quick and the, the ones that I partied with all the time that weren't my friends since elementary like I'm not I'm not gonna see them and I'm okay with that and if they ever want to get sober or think they need help, like I'd be there to support them. But uh, now it's just like, where do I align my friendships nowadays? Like, how are we connected? Like if the only thing we had was parting or only thing we had in common was parting, then obviously it's, it's gonna be a stray, but um, yeah. So just with everything you let go of the old and like whatever's meant to be will flow my way. And um it's been great with the new friends I have and the new connections I, I built. So I'm happy with that. That's, that's awesome. It's, it, it's kind of wild how you can have like just partying or just drinking or something in common with someone. And that's like your entire friendship is based off that. Cause I've had it too. So I'm not no judgment, but it's, it's crazy yeah. how that can be a thing. It is. It is. And you don't even like, I guess I was so, like just I guess basically sick in the delusion of like once you get out of it you're like how did I do that for so long like what <laughs> uh, how is that my life um and uh yeah I mean we're we're stuck in that thinking like they'll be our friends and then really I I didn't have that many friends to begin with uh real friends that, that is but now I actually have you know a solid group of people in my life that I'm like wouldn't trade for anything. And, and it's because of sobriety and because I can be there for people, be there for myself, show up the way I want to show up. And people can like trust me genuinely now instead of being uh, just standoffish or not wanting to partake in anything because of uh, the way I was drinking or the way I was partying. Um, sure. So, no, I feel you. It's uh it's crazy, man. Addiction's a weird thing. Like me, I've I've never struggled with uh, with substance abuse, but like me, it was always food. That was the thing that I always struggled with with being addicted to. And uh, like I was always super embarrassed about it um, to talk because it's it's there's such a stigma behind like being overweight and eating a lot and you know. So I mm-hmm. I never really sought out help until I started looking for like places online to look for people who were going through something similar, and that was like the only thing that helped me. So I. I get what you're saying. It's uh, it's it's nice to have at least some kind of support. Mm-hmm. It is. It's game changer for sure. Very cool. Well, believe it or not, we're actually coming up on an hour. Um, oh yeah. 
yeah, that, that kind of flew by. <laughs> but uh, I, again, like, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you being on and and being so open about everything. This was this was really cool. I really enjoyed talking to you. For sure, I appreciate you uh, and like wanting me to join your podcast. That's it's really awesome. Um, yeah, I'll just uh, keep creating inspirational stuff with addiction, and I'll follow you. And <laughs> <laughs> you follow my stupid mindless TikToks that just are there. <laughs> no, they're funny. I like them. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy yours too. Like you, you actually have quite the following. That's that's a really cool thing. Like I, I didn't realize how many people you actually had following you and interacting with you and stuff until very recently. Like that's that's really awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. It's a lot of recovery. I didn't realize honestly until I was getting more like. I need to start just making it my thing to make inspirational like recovery stuff. But how many people are actually in recovery on TikTok? It's been cool to see because I had no idea. So it's like a whole board system of of people, which what, is cool. Well, what, what's that been like being able to do it like on social media and reach out to people beyond you know your immediate circle? Yeah, it's been really uplifting, honestly. Like obviously you'll get hate messages here and there, but like for the most part everyone's super super motivating me inspiring there's people with like 15 15 years sobriety commenting on my stuff and it's just like wow like it's just like we all help each other in a community like let's help let's help each other help each other like kind of thing so it's really to to reach out to not just you know austin like everywhere because tiktok obviously being so big of a platform so that's neat to be able to, to to have that source no that's that's super cool it's 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 very cool to watch like i said i've always seen your videos pop up but i've never actually like paid attention to that but that's that's really cool i'm, I'm happy for you that you're getting to do that so thank you thank you yes mm-hmm. well before we go i always like to let people plug their social media plug whatever they want to on here um just so people can follow you so if you want to do that the floor is yours yeah 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 so um if y'all want to follow me guys my tiktok is at Sophia Nicole Harms and that's Sophia with an S and then my Instagram is going to be WOP underscore what's our purpose um I like I said I I have a lot of recovery and motivational uh things on both TikTok and Instagram so if y'all want to give me a follow uh, I'd love that and I'd return the favor so I thank y'all for listening and stuff and yeah, enjoyed it. I was on mute there. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for being on again. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I'd love to have you back on at some point and uh, keep up the, the good work. Thank you. Thank you for everyone. Have a good uh, rest of your day. You too. Take care. And Bye. thank you everyone for listening.